0: Jimmy, while we're waiting for the popcorn today, yeah. why don't we talk about some of the big films of a decade in particular? Let's like t- try and guess some of the biggest films. we got to kill time.
1: we got to kill time. <laughs> this is one of <laughs> those games. Out, where... but... So let's say, what, what decade would you like to talk about, for example? Well, why don't we talk about the 80s? I love it. Having just watched uh, David Bowie and Tina Turner... Yeah. Singing their hearts out in a Pepsi advert. I, I cannot think of anything more 80s than those 30 seconds in Moon Age Daydream. God. 80s is where my heart lies. Yeah, perfect. Let's do it. Let's do it. There's something about the. like Whenever an 80s movie comes on TV, mm-hmm. you know, if you just kind of flick through the channels or whatever, or uh, you know, you see us still, um, there's uh, something very distinctive about 80s cinema. Not yeah. just because, you know, that's kind of the decade when you and I kind of grew up, but there's. Yeah. Um, and it's also not just about the like the film stock and the lenses, the mm-hmm. look. And it's not just even about like, you know, the, the big hair and the mullets and the shoulder pads and yeah. the tans and the sunglasses. I think there's something else kind of um, about 80s cinema, um, which is quite distinctive. So yeah. well, I, what I have done, I've done a bit of homework oh. for the popcorn counter this week. Weirdly. I never do that. I'm a teacher. Yeah, I yeah, never exactly. do homework. <laughs> it's never going to catch on. Um, so I, I did a bit of research and I. I've jotted down what each year's top grossing movie mm. for the 1980s. For, so from 1980 to 1989, what the top grossing movie of the year was. So I've got a list here of 10 movies. I wonder mm. whether you can guess what any of them are. So this is worldwide gross. Worldwide. Occasionally, the US domestic gross winner yeah. was different to the worldwide in two oh. cases. But otherwise, otherwise for the other eight it, it was the same winner in both cases. Okay. Um, can, can you guess what any of the movies that came out top each year in the 80s yep. were? I can get a couple of them, I think. Yeah. Uh, hold it. Go on, try me. Go on. E.T. the Extraterrestrial oh, was yep. definitely yep. a top yep. grosser. Absolutely. 1982, 82. $795 million worldwide. Uh, I would have said 81. Astounding in 82. Wow.
0: Um, I also think that probably of the Star Wars, I think... Uh, what's The Empire Strikes Back? Probably was one. Yes, 1980. Empire Strikes Back made the most money. I, mean, I don't think I'm going to say no on the last. Was it The Last Jedi? That one did
1: not be a top. Was not a top winner. Well, uh, I'm afraid. Or was it's it? a no to your no? Return of the Jedi. That's it, Return of the Jedi. Yep, was well, the biggest grossing film for 1983. Damn it. So it's and, two Star Wars, two for two. Okay, but I think. Um, I think Indiana
0: Jones probably one of those. Maybe the Temple of Doom was a top grosser.
1: No, Temple of Doom was not. Raiders of the Lost Raiders, Ark. Oh, was. damn. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so but that Raiders sort of... in 1981. So you've got 1980, 81, 82, and 83. Wow. What a record. The early. So now I'm looking at
0: 84. Certainly not the yeah. film 1984, which I did kind of like, but that was
1: not a top grosser. That, that did not make money. I know that, like, I want to say Fatal Attraction might be in there somewhere, but. I I think that was that Fatal Attraction was number two in 1987, I think. Okay, but not number one.
0: You kind of have to think of the big, the blockbusters. Obviously, it's not necessarily. So I'm uh, gonna fall short on some blockbusters here. What else came out? I'm pretty happy with how well I've done so far, actually. (laughs) You have done magnificently well. Four out of ten. That's almost the pass mark. Setting a low par. Um, (laughs) Later 80s. Later 80s, the big ones. What about, um, I want to say, um, possibly oh, the Tom Cruise
1: film, early one. Yeah. What is that? Um, gosh. What was Tom Cruise's biggest film of the 80s? Risky Business, possibly? No. Oh. What film has recently had a sequel? Oh, oh, God. Yeah, of course. Top Gun. Top Gun. 1986 is oh top grosser. $357 God. million worldwide. Yep. Okay, so I've hit five. Is that right? Five. That's 50%. That's I'm, the pass. That's I'm, the pass. I'm going to say, yeah, why don't you help me with some of the... So wait, did I get the... What, what am I missing? 85? You're missing 84 and 85. 84 and 85. And then the last of the 80s.
0: I was in Canada for much of the later part of the 80s, like 88, 89. So that, <laughs> no, that not gives me a very far away. So I'm really... It's not like you were in Catman, do am um <laughs> let's let, Let's speed it up. Yeah, tell us some more. Tell us some more, because yep. I'm pretty happy with my
1: performance so far. So, uh, Eddie Murphy's biggest movie... Uh, what a Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop, 1984. Yep, made huh. $360 million. Okay. Um, Michael J. Fox's biggest movie, Back to the Future. Back to the Future, was set in and appeared in 1985. Yeah. $389 million. And then at the end of the 80s, kind of went really weird. 1989 um, was Harrison Ford, same character as 1981's biggest grocer. Another Indiana Jones film Indiana though. Jones and the Last Crusade Yeah exactly oh, 474 scene. million Okay So we've only got two left Which are kind of slightly outliers hmm. 1987's biggest movie Was directed by Leonard Nimoy A comedy With Tom Selleck Tom Selleck Tom yeah. Selleck was, was he Magnum P.I.? Yeah. Oh, Three Men and a Baby? Three Men and a Baby. Incredibly right. was 87's biggest film. Oh my God. Yes. What the hell was going on? And then 1988, um Leonard a, a technical... Nimoy directed Three Men and a Baby. I, Why did... Yeah, it's like a weird fever dream, isn't it? Why did I not know that? I was in
0: Canada. I was in Canada. No, was that 87 you say?
1: That was 87. Oh, I was not so, Okay. I, I had this weird dream that Spock from Star Trek yeah. directed a comedy with with Magnum P.I. in it. That never happened. Oh, and then 1988's biggest movie, yeah. um, a technical marvel, mm-hmm. uh, also notable because um, Mickey Mouse appeared alongside uh, Bugs Bunny, didn't he? Oh, yeah. I was I was going to say that. That's not Space Jam, is it? It's not I think. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, who Rabbit? framed think, Roger think, Rabbit? Think, yeah, of course, yeah, They yeah. got this guy's, didn't they? Into who framed Roger Rabbit? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Who framed Roger Rabbit? So, yeah. we have got Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark, E.T., Return of the Jedi, Beverly Hills Cop, Back to the Future, yeah. Top Gun, Three Men and a Baby, <laughs> who framed Roger Rabbit, Indiana Jones, and The Last Crusade. Now, if you were David Bowie sitting on an alien planet. Uh, surrounded by desert and gingerbread um, And the, the only thing you had to judge the earth on Was these ten films mm-hmm. What does that tell you about the, the earth During the 80s Eat the gingerbread That's what it says it <laughs> just Eat the gingerbread You do better eating
0: gingerbread Than watching a lot of those films um, I, I
1: think most of those films pretty entertaining yeah. but I don't think there are any Truly sucky films on that list uh,
0: No ton of escapism though I think that's
1: certainly The thing that I Yeah this there, is the I'm... beginning Of the era of the blockbusters Wasn't it yeah. yeah absolutely We have two Star Wars films Two Indiana Jones films Yeah and, and the beginning of the era, the franchise as well, isn't it? How many Beverly, kill, Beverly Hills Cop films did they make? Yeah. They made three Back to the Futures. You know, Top Gun only recently got its sequel. But, yeah, there's yeah. very few films in there which didn't get a sequel. Who Framed Roger Rabbit, in fact, is the only one which fell over and didn't get a sequel. Mm-hmm. And that's more due to, to rights rather than a creative decision, I think, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's an awful lot of solving problems with guns in these films. Um, isn't there i think you know that that, uh, three men and a baby i think is the only film where not a shot is fired Mm -hmm. Um, and i think a lot of the notion of kind of freedom fighting sort of fighting for freedom and for what's right and for uh, what's good there's a lot of kind of militarism in these films really you know this is this is top gun this is yeah Beverly Hills Cop. This is—they're um, you know, largely pretty right-leaning, fascistic films about proving your point using violence. Yes, and um, sort of like individuals really solving
0: the problems as opposed to sort of a group. So there's not much collectivism here, is there? No, it's, it is, it's individualism. I'm trying to think of the shot. Is there a shot in E.T.? Does E.T. get shot? No. Oh. He falls ill, right? I'm not sure that there's a gun in there. I mean, there's the man with the keys, right?
1: Yeah, I, I somehow got the feeling that, that, like the all the guys with the the, the flashlights, yeah. going through the forest at night. Yep. But maybe they are not armed. You I'm know. not sure that there's actual a uh, gunshot. It's a long time since I've seen E. T. Maybe yeah. that no one is solving a problem with a the gun there. Maybe a yeah. shot is not fired in E. T. I take my take that back. It's only one. Though. It's only one of the. Uh, and you said
0: three men and a baby. Um, yeah. Interesting. I mean, certainly um, a very commercial decade, right? And we saw that in the Bowie film, and, and as you mentioned before, um, Tina Turner and David Bowie singing about Pepsi and all that, or in a Pepsi <laughs> ad. Um, you, I think you start to see more product placement. There's definitely uh, a more the beginnings of a really corporate element that you don't see in the 70s, where there were, you know, some, some of the early independent stuff starts really happening in the 70s. Yeah um, and it, you're absolutely right about like the whole this this consciousness this this these conscientious decisions to make franchises and products that are going to sell and then their their what they beget is going to sell and then what you know it's almost biblical in the sense that they're just, just generating these these franchises that make more and more money and become huge right that's when i think the worldwide audience really becomes a big deal too is when um film uh, goes global on a, on such a scale where um, you're making more like broadcast films that really are um,
1: for the masses. I mean, if you if you compare the top films of the last 10 years, you'll see oh, please. You know, how those 80s films have led to where we are today. Let me tell you, have a quick guess. Can you guess any of the top films of the last few years? I liked it when you gave me those hints and then it made me feel smart when I came <laughs> up with the answers. Well, I'll give you one clue. Top Gun is one of them. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. So, this, this year's top grossing film is Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. And then before that, we have a Spider-Man film mm-hmm. um, in t- t- 2021. I'm going to skip 2020 for obvious reasons. 2019 was Avengers. 2018 was Avengers. 2017 okay. was The Last Jedi. 2016, Captain America. 2015, The Force Awakens. 2014, Transformers. Uh. 2013, Frozen. Pretty much almost all of those movies owned by Disney in one way or another. Wow. And so, all almost all of those movies, um, franchise films, absolutely, and and superhero films to their core. Twenty twenty was the year when none of us went to the cinema. Oh, apart from the Chinese. So the world's highest grossing film that year is a Chinese film called The Eight Hundred. Don't know it, which I have never seen, never heard of. Okay. Um. So I can see how those eighties films, you know, with their Star Wars and superheroes. You know, have led to a a, a, a recent 10 years utterly dominated by Star Wars and superheroes. A has beget B. Um, I was trying to think of some other kind of uh, contemporary notions that tends to suffuse 80 cinema. Just having a think uh, nuclear war was like an important one, wasn't it? We saw um, uh, insignificance. You know, touch on this idea of nuclear war, war games, threads. I don't know whether you ever saw that or the day after, is it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So nuclear war, kind of, a, you know, a big theme. Um, this notion of malign robots as well. So that's led to Transformers today. But uh, back then, you know, we had the Terminator. We had Blade Runner. Yeah. We had even we had the Black Hole, which was um, like the Disney's early 80s science fiction movie with malign robots in it. Um, and then also got this notion that kind of crime running rampant as well, I think, is another sort of eighties theme. You know, for stuff like Escape from New York and sure. The Warriors, and and um, j- just feels kind of very eighties. Um, I remember as a boy imagining visiting New York in the eighties and being you know terrified of thinking, oh, it's just it's just yeah. like a wasteland. It's uh, you know, it's crime from you know from one borough to another. Yep that was a very contemporary idea then. Obviously, it was the era of physical sets, practical effects, and no CGI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had That's to build it. it. And that may be yeah, one of the reasons why these films all kind of they, – they share a look. Um, in the same way that modern movies share a look, um, contemporary movies use basically the same CGI rendering packages – Whereas those old movies in the 80s, they all used you know, the same troop of guys to build the models. So there was like you know, a small, highly trained, highly experienced bunch of guys who would make the models for all these movies. And, and they are largely responsible for contributing to the look and feel of 80s cinema.
0: Yeah, more consistent in the sense that they weren't just dreaming things up and making them happen
1: on computers. Yeah, they were, they were buying model kits and, and gluing things together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Making things in the real world. But I like what you're saying about peddling fear
0: to a certain extent. All these films about uh, fear of nuclear war, fear of crime.
1: Um, I do enjoy that. I think that's that's pretty accurate. Those are the '80s, and and also, I mean, it was, this is the age of kind of Reagan, wasn't it? And Iran-Contra. Yeah. And you know, not just you know fear of nuclear war, fear of HIV as well. Yeah. Good but point. We had we had Thatcher for the entirety of the '80s in the UK, and so we feared basically the end of society, which mm. is what sort of. Thatcher forecast yeah. Society was over The rich Poor defy Got bigger yeah. There was you know, Tremendous nihilism in, in, um, in Britain In the 80s mm-hmm. you know, it Reflected in Kind of British Pop music British cinema um, And then There's just One last thing Which is um, This notion Of the Japanese Future In 80s As well Somehow There was a Kind of Like a What we would Maybe these days Identify as a Kind of neon Cyberpunk Aesthetic
0: A oh, Blade Runner For example Definitely captures That
1: yeah The future is Japan Yeah You want to know What the future looks like well, It looks like Japan Go to mm-hmm. Japan Have you ever seen The original Solaris
0: Uh, ter- uh Tarkovsky Yeah Is that an 80s film Like I said It is an
1: 80s uh, film No I think it's an, A 70s film okay. The reason I mention it is because there's a, a, I really don't like Solaris But there's this Great yeah. sequence in it Um where um, he just he put a car like on the bonnet of a uh, uh, put a camera on the bonnet of a car and drove around Tokyo, oh. and this was uh, like a sort of a way of showing this is what the world would look like in the future. Yeah, I'm I'm showing you the, you know, the future because you know because uh, uh, you know Japan is the future now available now. Yeah, and and that kind of um, sort of neon streets um, aesthetic, you know, became a very quick kind of shorthand. This kind of tech noir that you see in The Terminator becomes like the, 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 the um, shorthand for yeah. you know, the vision of the future. It's all going to be neon signs and, and uh, noodle bars. I have a, a different
0: sense of globalism from the 80s in the sense that, I mean, all these films that you're talking about, are huge blockbusters, big films, but what I started to see in the 80s, and I, th- I think it's because I was sort of coming of age, Um, we started to see um, like the early Almodovar films or the Them Vendors films. So I started to get Ah. a a sense of French films um, and Spanish and German films. And and so for me, I started to see films, small films from other countries and that kind of globalism, just where we suddenly had access to stuff from from abroad um, as opposed to, you know, like shipping out these, exporting these massive uh, uh, American blockbuster style films. So I I guess I was living in a different... um, just well, I was living in Canada. Remember that part. But I was living in a different uh, mindset, I guess. Um, so I was actually pretty. Again, I'm pretty pleased with myself for being able to name a couple of those um, blockbusters because very few of those I remember, and, and maybe even I don't know. I don't remember that I've even seen all of those. So, um, so the the. the the value that I saw in, those, in that decade was finally starting to see film, some films coming over from, from other countries. And that's when I got into foreign films. So I was probably going in a different direction than, than most. But uh, And, and do you, is, is that a trend that has continued? Has that trend continued? Um, yeah, I think so, think? yeah. Well, now obviously we can get films from all over the world all the time. So, uh, yeah, I'm still looking abroad although, for a lot of, a lot of my films. doesn't necessarily mean
1: people are watching them.
0: yeah it doesn't mean people are writing. no definitely not but I, it, I love the fact that it's out there for me anyway because I'm, I'm, I
1: gravitate towards that much more than I do to the American blockbusters and that's why we run the two real cinema club it is isn't <laughs> it yeah so so we've decided it's all about big hair shoulder pads franchises I like that part too that, yeah that was, that was the 80s that was the 80s yeah <laughs> it was a, a glorious and strange decade okay popcorn is here oh good oh thank god for that um, I'm free so now. Yeah, that did make me happy.